Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Black House. I'm your host, Brandon, and like we always say, my house is your house, and here at our house, we talk about everything black from love, finance, and health. And today, we have a gentleman in our house. If y'all would like to go ahead and introduce yourselves. How you doing? I'm Alfred. And I'm Kelby. And basically, we are a community that create a dialogue for black people. And while we go into this discussion, there will be people who really want to know and improve their situations. So just please be honest. All right. So today we're going to talk about incarceration. And my first question to y'all, when you first arrived to jail or prison, what was your first reaction and how did you adapt? What was my first reaction to being in jail initially or after I digested it? Uh, before and after. Okay, well, initially, my thought was, you know, everybody has their expectations of jail from the TV, and, you know, the guy beating the can on the, the jail, not the jail, you know, the cup, they're rubbing the cup against the jail bars, you know what I'm saying? And that's just kind of what you expect, the slops, the food, the bag lunch, the hobos, and, you know, it wasn't really that for me. I just seen it as um, a different society apart from what we see as regular society and I was just I don't know when I got arrested I just kind of was able to I was at a place psychologically where it was kind of like a social experiment for me almost and my initial response was one I'm going to defend myself in any stance and two I'm just going to be a spectator of the system I'm not going to really be a part of it and what about you Alfred so when I first arrived um uh, like there are like similar to what Kev said at the beginning, you know you you, you don't know because you first there you, you you go by what people tell you and what you see on TV, and that was in my mind at first. So I'm kind of like defensive at first, you know. So when I got there, you know, I just I'm, I'm kind of a, a observer guy, so I pay attention first and try not to do things that I'm not supposed to do. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole other world, and you know, I had to learn that when I went in there. Yeah, when you say another world, like, um, can you, like, elaborate a little bit? Like, what do you mean by that? Not just say that. Like, another world, as in, it's based on a lot of respect. Little small, it's like the smaller things that we take for granted when you're free, and there is, it's like, five times, you know, like, worse than say, sitting on somebody's bed or using the restroom when you feel like it. Food, nour- nourishment, food, um, you know, like, um, cleanliness, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you got... You got guards that probably went to way younger than you, but they, you know, they like they like you, like they babysitting you. In other words, you have to ask everything. They talk to you like they, like you know, you beneath them. Do you believe that taking time out of someone's life causes them to change? Uh, yeah, I, do. I think you can. I mean, I, I think you, I think so too. I agree with that. But you know, that's how it really that's really what prison was supposed to be. Labeled as you know, rehabilitate the person. Yeah, but I, I don't. It's not really that. It's definitely uh, not that. Was it though? They have, <laughs> they have the programs for it. You know, that's that's how they paint it though. But have you ever heard, seen, or witnessed someone who was not guilty incarcerated? Well, when you locked up, it's a saying that they are innocent. So, as a person who was innocent. I'm going to say yes. I've seen a lot of people who have been. 
if you text my dress. And if you be there quite enough time, almost you almost could tell. Now, I mean, referring to the black community, would you agree that going to jail or prison is trending in our community? Like, it's a cool thing. I think it can be seen as a rite of passage. A coming of age, you know, when, you know, they glorify, you made it. Now it's not glorify that you went, it's you glorify that you made it through. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you ain't never even been to jail. You ain't sustained. You ain't, you ain't really, you know, because if you kind of go back and do the history of it, you know, in America, when the prisons kind of came about, you know, it's mostly a black thing. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's mostly a black thing. You know what I'm saying? So as a black male, you have to think like, okay, if it, they say rehabilitate, cool, but that's not really what it's for. And knowing that going through it, you understand that you get a strike for it because it was systematically made for us. So, so pretty much what you're trying to say is that experiencing it through the community eyes gives them uh, gives them more respect towards your way because of the fact that you've been through something hard or. Um, did I interpret that wrong? No, yeah, yeah, yes and no, yes and no. Okay. We try not to, you know what I'm saying? We try not to glorify because going to jail is not a good thing. And that we're not glorifying going to jail. That's what I was trying to specify. And the strike come with surviving it. You don't glorify jailbirds. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. who go to jail, get out. Go to jail, get out. Go to jail, get out. You don't glorify that. It's the learning of the lesson, the strike. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That kind of what the black community glorifies because it's a good chance that a lot of people are going to end up in jail and for you to sustain through that you get a strike or persevere through it rather you get a strike for that would you agree to that as a Alfred? person who also been through it and persevered through it do you agree with that Alfred yeah I agree with that because um that and also if you it plays a big role in you know your, your, your role models in life too because a lot of times that comes from that, you know, like you, like coming up, what were you hanging with, who you friends with, or who you, you know, well, it could be anybody. And you see them, whoever you look up to, nine times out of ten, you, you might end up doing the same thing if you don't have a strong mind, you know, so. If I ask, you know, the regular person on the street, matter of fact, if I'm asking y'all, um, how okay. can I, as a black man, stay away from jail or prison? Or am I acceptable to it regardless how I move? I'll say you can do your best. Dot your eyes and cross your teeth, but your skin gonna tell on you. Oh, man, that's, that's an A-plus answer. Because it's almost, impo- almost impossible. It's getting worse. I mean, and, and it's all over the news. It's, it's when we put camera phones, <laughs> that's what, you know, saving a lot of people lately. Because it's been going on for days, for, for years, I'm going to say. So, you know, if you, you could try your hardest. Not, yeah. even, not all the time, not all the time. Not, not, not saying all the time. Some people, you know, you stay around, you don't win, you know, in the street. But you, you got to live your life. You got to go to the grocery, you got to do something. It's a statistic so fact you, that you know, you're more likely to be wrongfully convicted of a crime because you're black. Right, it is. That's, that's a fact. And that is a, that's a fact. So being out right now as a free man... How do y'all stay away from being locked up, pretty much, again? It's definitely the same answer because, you know, after after been through it, and, and, and looking at how it is now, it's like, well, dang, I think there's no situation where I could have got out of it. Yeah. I'm looking, you know, by, no, I'm looking at 
being the lucky. Situations of a black man, you know, y'all about to say that. Yeah, I just say being lucky. <laughs> well, maybe this time I could do it this way. Or maybe this time I'd sit in the house. Or maybe this time I'd drive a car with somebody else in the car that has license. All right, so with that being said, no? how can you stop the next generation from not making the same mistake that you made? Or do you even see it as a mistake? Well, it's, well, it depends on your situation, you know. Mistake as in, hanging, like I said, hanging with the wrong crowd could become a mistake. Yeah, I mean, like, now, what I mean by things that... Things like that you can prevent. What I mean by that is, like, some people... Some some people go to jail or prison and they and they say, "Oh man, I made a mistake," and they be trying to get out. And they, and they don't never want to go back, so they'd be like, "I don't never want to go back," because right. you know, you know, like some people get traumatized going there. I mean, it just yeah. it just that's just yeah, what got, happens. They got a stand for that. So yeah, they got a stand in a uh, what you just said. Uh, uh, they make you or break you. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, yeah. It's either make you or break you. That's what the stand is. You know, you know. And I, I didn't catch on to, you know, to become, um, I took a class when I was in a, it's a class they make you take, like, uh, when you get released. And, uh, they say some people, like, say, if they ask you a question, would you take 20 years or would you take five years? It was a trick question. But some people doing 20 years, five years at a time, or four years at a time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You've been locked up for 20 years. All, all your life is the same thing. <laughs> you only had six months on the street. What's the difference? Now, it's like a furlough. Now, I had a conversation with a gentleman earlier today, and he told me that um, he wouldn't call the 911 if he had an emergency. And hmm. I thought to myself that I probably wouldn't call 911 either. And I, 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 and, I wonder, and I wonder if every black man thinks the same way. Yes. Yeah. In America, is I don't really want to call nine one one. Yeah, that's bad yeah. that we have to say like that. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's like you're playing a lottery. You don't know what you might turn out to be them or something. Yeah, really though, really though. No, nah. <laughs> I don't want to roll the dice right now. I'm not looking for that. I drive myself to the hospital. I mean, I even realized, like, just driving, like going to work. I realized that. The way I drive sometimes is a way a criminal would drive, but I'm not a criminal. You know, like if a cop get behind me, I switch lanes. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Oh, I, I, don't you mean. I, you. I mean, like just just how I'm I'm driving. Period. I just know that I'm more acceptable, and I just want to know if do y'all do y'all do the same thing? Do y'all move in that type of way, or do you just say you well, know whatever it is? I've been going stages. I, I used to, uh, I, I, don't, I used to, I used to, like, like I'd be driving, I'd see the police, i try to stay behind them, you know what I'm saying, they'll come, i I go the long way to avoid them, and for the most part, I do if they sitting, but really nowadays, I'm so legit, I'm like, man, I, if I feel like it's so unavoidable, I just kind of brush through it, and if it come my way, I try to be responsible, because I feel like I can't avoid it, so I just really respond normal, make sure I'm legit, and Hopefully the thunder don't strike me to leave. For all the people who are thinking in their minds that, oh, you know, you just do what you need to do and nothing will happen to you, right? Well, there's a <laughs> lot of individuals that say, you right. know, they've been pulled over, been polite, and, you know, still, you know, get a rise, beaten up, 
um, sent to jail for nothing. Um, yeah, that's possible. Do y'all have any yep. experiences like that? Do you have an experience yep. where you personally um, been harassed by the police or thought that you was going to go to jail or went to jail? I had I had a situation, um, a real serious situation. That's, that's a real big thing right now. Well, it's just, you know, it was, in the black community, shall I say, you have this one police. Once they get used to your face, and if you even, you know, you know, as being a male, they'll come at you the wrong way. You know, you know, you come at them like a little kid. You know, the average person gonna talk back. You know, the way they talking back. Raise your voice at me, or raise your voice back. So that that's a trend. Like, oh, I got a hot head on my on my uh, shoulders right now. Okay. So now every time he sees me, I was just saying that as a respect thing. Hey, don't lower your voice. I know the police, but this not even that serious. You came out talking loud for no reason. Which I, I don't know why should I did that, but you know now I know not to do that now. But um, he made it a like, like a I'm I'm out for this guy out for every time I see him. And I was on a bicycle before, and he, I was just, I don't, and it's scary because I had, I, I wore a lot of headphones. I was like, listen to music. Somebody just told me to look back. This guy was slowly following me, waiting till I get to the house or whatever. I don't, I, he could have been telling me to get off the bike, anything. You know, I could have been reaching for my, you know, my phone to change the song, anything. He could have, you know, he could have, he could have lied and said I reached for a gun, you know, and I could have been shot just for nothing. What about, so, you know, I, um, yeah, that's just my experience with this guy, you know. What about you, Kelby? Uh, you know, I've been through it so much in my life. When I was maybe seven years old, I was in maybe about the first or second grade. Maybe about the first or second grade. I'm, I want to say the first grade. That seems a little young. So I'm going to go ahead and say the second. So it was about like second grade. And you remember those cap guns they had with the orange pot? You put the caps in, you freeze them, and they pop. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I remember that. The cap guns. Yeah. Yeah, so I had a cap gun, but mine was all orange. So I had the cap gun, and um, I showed, you know, my friend in class the gun in my book bag. I don't pull it out. I just I open my backpack and I show him. And the girl, you know, it's one person in you know, elementary kids be close to game. Back in the old days, they used to have them before social distancing. They had desks lined up next to each other to make a U, and the teacher be in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So my friend sit on the left of me. I show him what's in my backpack. I get the girl on the right of me seeing it. So she goes and tells the teacher. And they call me down to the office. You know, they tell me back my backpack out everything. I come I go to the office. Then the police comes to the office with his gun out and he's like, Uh, is there is there a gun in your bag? Is there a gun in your bag? Da, da, da. And I was like, No, it's not a gun in my bag. It's just my toy in my bag. So he goes and he's like, Don't move, don't move, he's like, and I don't he goes to my backpack, and he opens my backpack, and he sees the toy gun. And so the whole situation starts to de-escalate. Turns out my pregnant teacher says that I pointed the gun at her and said, bang, bang, and she was scared for her life, which is why he pulled the gun. And he was like, yeah, if that gun wasn't a toy gun, I would have shot you today. You would have died today, blah, blah, blah. My mom had to come to the school, and they suspended me. And, um, yeah, you know, and I, I didn't even realize at the time it was because I was black. You know, the whole white cop all over the place. I feel like at seven years old, I should have been aware of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My seven-year-old son is going to be aware of that. But I wasn't aware at the time that 
I was being persecuted because of the color of my skin. And even old, when I get older, I'm okay. So 13 years old, you going to the movies with your friends, you know, the cops messed with me. And even our movies was in the white neighborhood. So the white kids have the same things. So they say no hoodies on white kids got their hoodies on. Cop comes up to me. I'm dark skin, brother, dark chocolate for the lady. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't realize at that moment either that the police was programmed to bother me. Fast forward to my adult life, and this is recent. I'm driving home, and um, the police, I see the police hit a U-turn real quick in my review. So I bust the left, and I continue going home. Now, I may be about, like, three blocks from my house. That's not, it's like 60 seconds worth of driving. Mm-hmm. So the police speeding, he's speeding, and it's school time for the school zone. So he's speeding, he's speeding. He come up right up on my car like he's going to ram it. And now I got to stop because it's kids coming across the street, and it's a bus right there. So he's trying to pull me while the kids cross, and I couldn't stop. So I told him, I tried to, like, wave him down. Like, I, tried, I had my windows down already. So I tried to, like, use my arms to signal, like, it's the kids. You know what I'm saying? Give me, I'm going to go around the kids and hold on. So the kids go around, he's reverend, like, he, he, I can tell he's mad. And so the kids go by, you know, I slowly go the whole time driving, like, no more than seven, eight miles per hour because I'm right down the street from my crib. And I can feel his energy. So I know I'm not going to stop until I get to my crib. So I pull up to my house, right in front of my house. He pull up real mad, stop, smash on the brakes, black marks on the street. So I hit the horn, bump, 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 and I have my wife on my side. So he tell me he comes up to the car. Don't move! Don't move! Put your hands on the wheel. I said okay, okay. And by this time, I, I was I'm more aware of my rights and I guess more dissident by nature. But I look at the cop and I'm like, I said, "Oh, you a super cop, huh?" And he was like, "Uh, license registration." He said something like that. He did, he gave me a, he came up. He's like, oh, "I'm sergeant such and such and such. Why you didn't stop?" I say, oh, it was a school zone. I was trying to tell you that I was going to go around and stop because of the kids. I ain't want to be in the middle of the road with the kids crossing the street. He's like, okay, whatever, like the registration. And by this time, I'm super legit. So I, I know I didn't do anything. I know whatever. So he comes back. He's like, is there any drugs in this car, any guns in this car? I say, no, it's not any drugs in this car, guns in this car. And he's like, well, can I search it? And I was like, no, you cannot search it. I said, do you have problems with cars? And he was like, uh... Just hold on, just hold on. So I sit there, and I'm sitting there for a long time. We just sitting there, he just sitting there. Now I call my wife while she's sitting there watching him. She's like, oh, he's going through the book, he's going through the book, and then he's going to get arrested for it. So he comes back, and he snatches me out the car. He takes my phone. He takes my wallet. He puts me in the handcuffs. He goes in, he searches my car. So I say, oh, you're going to legally search my car? You're going to legally search my car? He got me sitting there talking. So he comes back, he rips my car apart. Find out there's nothing in the car. Oh, so now I get real funny. Bernie Mac, and I, I know he would have been proud. I, I was talking cash. And honestly, I was putting a target on my back because he was an angry cop. But I didn't care at that moment because I was right. So I was like, oh, so you did all that. And you ain't even fine. I said, usually you call your little dude for out the concerts. Why you ain't call your boys? Because you didn't want to look stupid. Because you knew you was wrong. You knew you was abusing your power. Come on. Come on, wait, wait, wait. He, he was like, you say any other word, I'm going to pepper spray right in your face. So I look, and I'm like, you're going to pepper spray me in my face? I said, that's crazy, because that's my first amendment right. That's the one thing I can do. You can do whatever you want, but that's I ain't going to stop talking. That's the only thing right I got, and I'm going to keep doing it. So I just keep on talking. He's he fuming, he's fuming. 
So he radio in to some other cop. They come, they throw me in the car, and he take me to the uh, police station. I get to the police station, uh, and a black cop comes and arrests me. I, and I, I lecture him the whole ride to the police station about how he just came. He don't even, he don't even know what's going on, and he's a part of the problem in the system. I'm his cousin. Yeah, that's a lot of I said, you don't even know. You just follow along the same way, the same energy. You are part of the problem. And he listened right. all the time I got there. And then I pull up to the police station, and then the other cop who initially arrested me pull up, and he has my wife in handcuffs. So, turns out, my wife goes to get the license and registration. He tried to tow my car. This is why he was so mad, and I'm so glad that I'm smart. He tried to tow, have my car towed, but he legally couldn't get it towed because it was in front of the resident where it was registered, and it was in my my wife's name, not mine. So, when she goes to get the uh, license and registration back, he doesn't let her get it. And when she tried to flag him down to get it, he arrested her for obstruction of justice. Oh, that's dirty. Wow. See, that's, that's what a, the, the weird law is coming in there. That's dirty. I ain't even gonna lie. You know. And I didn't get none of that back. I didn't get my phone back. I didn't get my wallet back. No idea how you redo all that. And do you know what the end result was? What? Uh, uh, what do they call it when you don't stopping and going at a stop sign, bro? What, citation? Oh, uh, traffic off. citation. Yep, uh, and I didn't even get the citation. It was a warning. Wow. You know. Wow, uh, right? I, you know, uh, it's funny that you was talking about that because, you know, I have my own personal experiences with the cops, and every time is they are trying to search for something, or they'll say, "Oh, it's your your tag light," or. Um, uh, you was you was uh, driving suspicious, like like little dumb examples like that, and it's just like, what do you what what do you mean driving suspicious? He's like, oh, you were swerving. Oh no no no. Was I staying in the lines? Was I driving out the lines? What, what, what you, like what are you pulling me over for? And then when every time you know I get searched, you know I you know I keep my firearm on me and stuff. They see my firearm, then they put me in cuffs. I have to sit on the sidewalk with cuffs before they, you know, run my my numbers and all that. And then they take my cuffs back off and put me back in the car. But it's like all of that for nothing. You know, you could just listen and just and just look at my IDs and and just know I'm legit. But it's just because yeah. the fact that I'm black that you want to, you know, put. The the extreme on it. Oh, and, I got so many of those. And um, you know, I I feel like even if you haven't been incarcerated, you have dealt with the cops. Some some kind of authority where it's just because you you know just the color of your skin is the reason why you're dealing with this. Now, I was about to say what you about what you just said. You got the main thing that that upset me about that situation because I I don't have I. And this is true, but I really don't, I believe somebody needs to be out there, you know, patrolling the streets and all that. My thing is, you're not being a cop. You're not being a police. You're being a bully. You know what I'm saying? That's not a police. You're not being a serving. I don't think you know? that's necessary for it's, cops, honestly. I mean, there's some good cops out there. They didn't trust me. I give my life. And that's, everybody know that. It's not that many. And I definitely yeah, think a good sure. cop is doing your job. Like you stereotype, when you get pulled over, you know, you gotta have, they got all kind of laws out there. Just you don't know what to do. You got your tent too dark, 
They're supposed to enforce the laws, right, for the citizens right. to so that the citizens can be safe in their communities. But right. they don't do nothing but like that can. towards black people. White people, they can call the police, talk to them, cuss them out, and they know that they're going home at the end of the day. I mean, some of them do get killed. I, I, I ain't going to lie. They, they've been killing white people, too. They've been yeah. killing white people too, but but they yeah. their majority been killing us. And you got to think like how reserved. I saw I saw a, a white lady get shot for charging a cop with some scissors. And I say that's crazy because how many times did he want her to put him down? <laughs> and it's sad because he still got shot and she died. But it ain't the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's we know that. We we know it's not let's, equal. Let me give you a I haven't seen a white death that was unavoidable. Yeah. Right. It, 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 that's that's what the that's what the argument to me in that. That's what you know, what we call you can. I guess. You see got like uh like the situation with the guy that uh with the schooling, not too long ago at Fort Lauderdale, just go into school and just start shooting all those kids. This guy walked yeah. out like it wasn't nothing. They grabbed him like he was a, like he just they walked or something. But let me and you ride in the car. They pull up so we're like we just we just like we Hannibal or something like you know put your hands on the steering wheel. Don't say nothing. Shut up. Get out the car. Throw you on the ground. Oh, what is all that for? We going to the store. I'm going back home. I don't even see a cop no more. You sound like a gang member. But gang members? I have them one time. I was on my way to checkers because you know checker fries be smacking. And mm-hmm. I'm at a stop sign, and police jump out like three cars all in ski mask, snatch me out the car, guns draw. Where the drugs? You got drugs? I said, ain't no drugs. They go search the car, ain't no drugs. They let me go, and I drive off, literally just like that. Well, I pulled up to my grandma's house, and I, I knew that the, the D-Tech cars in the neighborhood, I know what they look like. And it was a D-Tech car mm-hmm. behind me. It was like in like a little two-door, Ford. I don't know what it was. It was like a vehicle, like a like a, a car, not a truck. And um, the two police officers jumped out and drew their guns right in my face and then put their guns down and said, wrong person, and got in their car and drove out. Didn't, didn't say anything, no nothing, just, just... I believe it. I believe it. Coming, and I was coming from school too. I was coming from school. That's just so hard. You never knew. And imagine, like, if you would have just reflex reached and grabbed your scrap because that's how you rock. And they would have just lit you up for no reason. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we know now. I mean, if anybody don't know, then they should go look at policing the black community. But police was for us in the, in the get go anyway. It was, it yeah. was made for us. It was. It was something that they enforced because the fact that they were they didn't they wasn't used to us being in the public in the way we were, you know we were slaves. Yeah. So when we became free, you know it was that everybody was scared. The fear came from treating us the wrong way. It's like almost like having a pit bull, right? And you hitting this pit bull every day, right? And you know you know what pit bulls are known for, you know turning on their owner. And you hitting this pit bull every day. You, and then now 
you're afraid of the pit bull, so now you want to go take the pit bull to the pound. That's the, that's the same thing that that happened with us. You know, they were scared. Like that quote, I kind of quoted that before. I like, I like what you said. So you, you created an animal for real, a real animal. You basically created it. Yeah, because they see us as animals. So if you're humble all the time, right. I mean, and don't get me I wrong. Don't, I don't know this, what the history there's a lot of white people who support us, who don't see us that way, and we appreciate all of the love y'all give to us. Well, I do. Right. I can talk for myself. I appreciate all the love y'all give to us because we do need white people out there that go and tell other white people that y'all need to change. You know, that's wrong. Really? You know, call them out. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes when you, when somebody close to you tell you that you wrong it's almost like the same thing i said on um my past episode it's like it takes somebody personally that you know to actually connect with you in that manner that they that and get that message out to you some people like you ain't gonna you're gonna take them as light you ain't gonna listen to them you don't even sometimes give them the time of day or even remember what they said in the past 10 minutes that they talk to you but you might have somebody that you really respect tell you something and you like damn you know what he right you know let me let me let me switch up my style you know we need that we need that dialogue we need all the dialogue we can get right now because at this point i think there's a lot of black people who are very angry and they want to do they want to start violence you know like Everybody's on their on their tippy toes right now, man. It's it's not it's not what you think, you know. I think it's a lot of black people that's tired of marching and protesting. Period. There's some there's some black people that is not going to protest. Period. Like when it hits the fan, it hits the fan. So it's like before we even get to that point, because you know everybody's against us. You know, don't think. I don't think the government is going to support us. Look, look, look what's going on right now. You know, so if all that's going on, how can we fix this situation? What do we actually need to do? So before y'all leave today, I want y'all to at least give me some kind of solution of how we can fix this problem or where to start. Or it's easy. It's just a simple solution. Okay. And what is that? And that's, you have to, it's not, it's, it's, it's not a simple solution, but it's simple in words. You have to let go the westernized ideas and realize that a brother amongst a brother is your brother. You know what I'm saying? You got to build that unity and make it unbreakable. And once it's unbreakable, we can't lose. Simple as that. Now, you you're talking about unity and and I'm I agree with you on unity. I believe that unity is the first step that we need to do to actually be active and proactive on our problems. But um at the same time talking about incarceration, a lot of people who I know personally in my family have told me that being incarcerated there are a lot of black on black violence. And right. I started to think to myself that all right, okay, we 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 know that we being suppressed, right? 
we know it through history. We know that, you know, um, the new slavery is prison. You know, it was they. It's a known fact. They changed the um, this, the plantations to uh, prisons. The owners of the plantations went to owners of prisons. It's a known fact. If you can look it up. So we always know that if you get locked up, you're pretty much in, locked up. You're you're the modern day slave. Why are black people still being violent to black people while they're slaves? Like, I, I just never understood that. It's like almost the same kind of system that we were just talking about earlier about cops. Like, remember when I was like, I, I try to avoid them. But I don't, I, don't, I don't do that with anybody else. And they human. So I think it's like some of it is psychological. I think some of it's psychological. It's our it's our perception of how we feel towards authority. But in reality is, uh, yes, we have some individuals that are after us and they do dirty things like the, the things that we were talking about. But they don't, they, it's, it's not, it's a way that we can be proactive to prevent this from happening. We need to start talking about the steps of fixing this besides, you know, always talking about just the same old experience or the same old racist person who gave you or pulled you over or slammed your head, you know, all them stories, you know, at this point, I'm tired of hearing it. I want us black people to understand that, you know, the same, the same politics positions, the same goals that you can make to be in a, a, a platform to change things, you can do it, you know, like, even if it's not here in the United States. I mean, wherever you go, wherever you do, you can do it. And you can change your environment to how you want it to be. You know, just the same way we have mayors yeah, yeah. and governors and senators and and the same the same way we can have black people in them positions, you know, or create our own system. We don't have to be we can live under this law but have our own system. We always had our codes. I heard that when you go to jail, right, that you have uh your own language, y'all do like your own what it's called like what kite or something like that? Or that kite is like what you write. Yeah, well, that's just that's communicating wise somewhere else, you know. You know, like it's, it's, we can we can we can create our own dialogue, our own way of communicating where we don't we can create our own laws. You know how like we say don't snitch, don't do this, don't do that. We can create our own laws be- between the black community. Why can't we do that? We could. That's all that's one other answer. You know, so it's, we're actually to go back to that. Don't forget, they were smacked from us anyway, so we need to go back to it. In other words, you know, yeah, we, yeah, we, we well, don't know yeah, this language true. anyway. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and I think I want to say something what you said about earlier. Speak on, brother. Like all our leaders, the ones that powerful ones like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and Edgar, all you know, those who ones that had real, like a real voice. It's something that they said that really that like struck, I think, either the Congress or somewhere. Something they was doing powerful where they had to stop them. You know what I'm saying? 
it had a spot. I'm like, hold on, this, this guy's going to look too smart on us. We got to get rid of him. It's the he, rise. He, it's the rise. It's the unexpected rise. Any unexpected right. rise is going to cause fear. And when you cause fear, you cause violence and defensive motives. That's what you do. You know, you're going to try to defend yourself. So you're going to create things to defend yourself. <laughs> so mm-hmm. at this moment right now, become a threat. they trust me when you uh, let's just say you go through segregation. Right. And, you know, you've mm-hmm. been very violent towards a group of individuals and they finally starting to stick together. It's going to scare you. You know, it's going to scare yeah. you. It's like seeing one wolf, right, in your yard. That don't scare you. But then when you see a collective pack of wolves in front of your yard, it's like like yeah. 10 times. You get real. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're going to take it more seriously. That's that's exactly right. what's going on. It's scared. They fear that's us. That's why the they shoot us. In. That's why they shoot us when they see us and we do anything. They shoot us because they're scared. <laughs> They know that we're powerful, mm-hmm. strong men and women. You know, they, they used to believe that black women couldn't feel pain. Do you know that? In the well, medical yeah, books, they, be, they believe that black women was more accessible to pain, I should say. Fact. But anyway, you never, you never said uh, <laughs> what you was going to do. What, what would you do to change? Alfred, um, if you... I think I think well, I'm strongly thinking right now. I, I think we should go back to unity. Like I said earlier, um, Martin Luther King wanted us to get equity, but once we got there, we forgot about unity. So a little small thing of work hiding, like stop buying all the McDonald's and Burger King and checkers and all that, and go to Hamburger Heaven or something, just saying that because it's black owned, you know, and, and let them know, like. That's when you get some assets of money. Really, America's all about money anyway. But once you heard them right there, they really start to pay attention. Oh, well, hold on now. We're not trying to do it on that tip anyway. We're trying to do it to make us stronger. You know, the black community stronger. You know, once you help your brother and your sister, you can't, you can't go wrong. You got to keep it in the community. Well, I got to keep it in the community. I just want to see you going wrong. Yeah. I work. I just left a job. Where cousins and and it's also from a hundred or hundred years before my time, but still it's still going on. I see cousins and uncles and great uncles working together. Like I'm looking at this, like wow, and he can't lose. <laughs> he don't even. It's like him working walking down the street. He know he's not getting fired. He had to really do something to get fired. They had to be some really gymnastics. Other than that, you know, he's comfortable. So, so why don't we be allowed to make us comfortable? You know what I'm saying? Why, why we can't do that? Yeah. I think, I think uh, just to piggyback on the unity thing, I think the first thing we need to stop doing is being violent towards each other. That's, I, a, that's, that's a part of that's like That's the, a part of it. That's like the first thing, like, we just need to stop killing each other. I mean, they use yeah. that as an excuse. Like at this point, we they, love our women too. They'll just say, they'll say, uh, "Oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah, cops are killing y'all, but oh, y'all kill each other even more." You know, yeah. 
it's like they regurgitate that crap to us now. And I mean, even um, like when we like incarceration, like getting locked up over and over again, they'll just make it seem like, oh, you know, you were just a bad person. First thing they do is if when somebody died, a black guy died by anybody, a cop especially, they'll be like, oh, he was a drug dealer. He got arrested back in 2007 on uh, drug yep. charges. <laughs> they, they, it's like the theme has to be we're, a bad, we're bad people. That's, a, that's another thing, yeah. but we're going to speak about that another time. I, I want to get into yeah, that. <laughs> like we always say at the Black House, if we can change what you hear, we can change what you see. 